I am Petya Rasheva, a student in the Building Power to Lead course of Professor Jeffrey Pfeffer at the Stanford Lead program at the Stanford Graduate Business School. I am talking today to Jacques Van Torden, the Chief Development Officer and Board Member of uh, Oyo Tolgoi, which is the largest asset of the mining giant Rio Tinto in the world. Welcome, Jack. Good morning. Thank you for inviting me. Jack, your career is really very, very impressive. Can you give us a very brief overview of your path to power and, and your achievements? Yes, uh, well, just a brief overview. Um, I've been with uh, Rio Tinto for 22 years, so quite a long career. Um, predominantly started in the technical field and operational background. Um, I've managed a lot of large operations, um, have done a lot of large functional roles. Uh, for example, I've been uh, the global head of asset management for Rio Tinto for a couple of years. Um, I've also been involved in significant large projects in Rio Tinto. Uh, my first last project was in South Africa, where um, I was part of the operational team that ramped up the first underground block cave mine in uh, South Africa. Um, when I've moved to Australia, uh, also started up a brownfields and greenfields uh, mine site uh, for quite significant um, stakeholders. And I would say that uh, one of the key contributes for me getting into the positions that I am at this moment is because I was never scared to take on really difficult roles and challenging roles, um, also in challenging and difficult uh, locations. Um, and I was never um, afraid to fail um, because I saw every single challenge as an opportunity um, and um, I always just uh, gave my best in every role that I've had and made sure that the people around me um, also benefited uh, from my advancement. Jacques, uh, looking back, what has been critical in your path to power? What, what helped you achieve power in practical terms? Our students are very, very interested in, in practical advice from a person like you. Yeah, so firstly, I, I, I want to clarify, I don't really uh, like the word power when it comes to leadership, but I do understand the context of, of this course. So for me, power is more around being you know, able to influence the outcome of a business or of a, of a department or people uh, around you. Look, it's, uh, it's true that sometimes you have to be at the right place at the right time. You need to have the right people sponsoring you. But as I've briefly said in my um, opening statement is that you need to be able to take risk. You need to be able to not be afraid to fail. You need to be able to take on really difficult tasks that nobody else wants to uh, take take on. One of the things that I have recognized, though, is in large organizations, are people sometimes attach themselves to individuals, hoping that those individuals will pull them up the corporate ladder. And when those individuals leave the organization and they are left stranded or left behind. So it's really good practice to have a really good network of people work well with people across all the boundaries, be respectful and uh, make make sure that you always keep your integrity in everything that you do. In our preliminary conversation, you used a very nice metaphor about the shooting star. 
Yes, um, I, I think um, a lot of individuals, as I've said, they like to attest themselves to people that stand out in the organization, uh, which everybody would like to do. But a lot of, I've seen in my 22 years in, in Rio Tinto, there, there's a lot of people that come and go. And they might be the flavor of the month for six months or a year. And then everybody wants to, to go on their coattails. And some of the best advice that I've had is to attach yourself to a shining star, not a shooting star because somebody that's a shooting star will leave the organization or will burn out. But somebody that's a shining star is somebody that's has been there for a very long time or very well respected, not only in, in the business, but also in the industry. So I've always made sure that I surround myself with people that are shining stars, that are well respected and that I can use as mentors as well. And there was also something very interesting that, that you mentioned earlier about getting um, getting difficult roles. And uh, that is something that you you understand as a win-win situation. Yes, um, I mean, uh, my my current role is a very challenging role. There was a lot of uh, uh, government negotiations to get done. There was a lot of funding that had to be resolved. And um, when um, I agreed to take this role, a lot of my uh, colleagues um, said that, you know, it's not a really good career move because, you know, the chances of failure is pretty, pretty high. Uh, my view of, of these type of roles are always a win-win because if you take on this role where everybody thinks you won't be able to succeed and you actually do succeed, you actually do look, look like a superstar. And if you don't succeed, the worst outcome is, is that everybody would say that you had the courage to take on this role, that you've given it the best that you've, that you've could. So I've never seen the downside in taking on uh, difficult roles if you're surrounded by the right corporate culture. Jack, and uh, you've been in, in this position for, for several years now. So once you, you get yourself to the top, once you achieve power, what it is that it takes to retain it? Yeah, um, look, I, I think you get to a stage in your career where you are I won't say that you're comfortable with where you've got to because everybody will aspire to go even higher in the organization or outside of the organization. But for me, the, the key thing that I've learned is that when you get to like C-level roles in the business is that you actually become a leader of leaders and you don't need to have all the technical answers or all the answers. What people are looking for is for somebody that are able to lead, have a strategic vision and can remove the barriers for them. So the way that you retain your power or your position is that the organization can see that you can actually develop people that can actually do your role when you leave your role rather than try and hold on to your role. So it's very, very important to be somebody that can develop leaders. And that's how you hold on to your power or your or your status or, or your position in, in a company. And that's also how, how I've seen people get promoted. This is a very good uh, insight. Thank you. And the last question I wanted to, to ask, but not uh, the least important, is uh, somebody for somebody in, in your position with, with so much responsibility and so much things to worry about, uh, how, do you, how do you protect yourself from burnout? How do you keep sane? Yeah, that's a really good question. And I think it's most probably universal for people that are trying to be um, high achievers in any field. So 
Look, my personal routine are, are pretty simple. Um, I try to get at least eight hours sleep a night. Um, I do a lot of physical exercise. Uh, I do a lot of, uh, and I won't say meditation, but self-reflection. Um, and, and, I, and I eat well. So um, I make sure that I'm physically and mentally looking after my well-being. Um, because if if I look after myself, I can look at after the people that are around me. So I have seen that people that are really good physically and mentally um, and look after themselves are able to to manage the stress. All right, because with all our work comes stress. And if you're if you're not physically, mentally able to do that, you're really, really going to struggle. So my my basic advice is to to look after yourself, sleep well, eat well, exercise and make space for yourself to think about things that are really important to you. Thank you. Thank you, Jack. This is truly, truly inspirational. Thank you on my behalf and on behalf of my uh, classmates at the Building Power to Lead class of Professor Pfeffer at the Stanford Lead. Thank you. Have a great day. Okay. Okay. Thank you.